Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Dr. James Thorpe is an expert OBGYN, and he has published an article regarding the impact of pregnancy outcomes and menstrual cycles in function with respect to the COVID-19 shots, some disturbing information. He's going to be our very special guest. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me here on Faith and Freedom is Holly Mead. Welcome back to our program, Dr. Thorpe. Thank you very much for hosting me on your amazing platform, Holly and Matt. Now, Dr. Thorpe, one of these adverse effects I'm reading as a result of the COVID-19 shots, it says fetal cardiac arrest. So is that saying that unborn children are having heart attacks in the womb because their mother has gotten the shot? In essence, yes. Um, We can't prove causation, but yes, um, when we look at that same adverse event with the with the influenza vaccine, we, we didn't have any. And now we see it listed with the COVID-19 vaccine. Yes, that's what is listed exactly as you stated is correct. So you also have so many different items here that are listed, and these are alarming numbers. So what you have done is you've compared, obviously you're an OBGYN, you see 8,000 high-risk patients per year and you're board certified in this area, you've seen patients that are at high risk before and after the rollout of these COVID shots. The first one would have been December of 2020 and then early 2021. And you've seen the before and after. As it relates to the before and after from a practicing physician, have you seen a significant or notable, alarming, if you will, increase in high-risk pregnancies as a result of that time frame change? Absolutely, I have. And I want to make a really important point that I can prove. These, it, uh, let's focus just on the f- fetal stillbirths. And I, I can, uh, I'm confident that it uh, is representative to the rest of those 18 variables, adverse events that we looked at. But when you uh, look at 2020, um, in 2020, the fetal stillbirth rate, despite the massive massive pandemic and deaths of COVID-19, the fetal stillbirth rate fell in the United States of America. It was not increased by COVID-19. I can assure you that. In fact, if you aggregate the data from three prior years, it was 5.83 fetal deaths per thousand births. In 2020, it fell to 5.74 fetal deaths. So it did not increase. So it's absolutely clear that COVID-19 did not cause the fetal deaths. And that was totally consistent with my clinical observations. 2022, what uh, what happened there with the fetal deaths? Uh, in my area of service, uh, in, in my practice, I saw significant increases uh, with, and, and this is uh, consistent with, with what we just published in the study, but to absolutely document the veracity of that data, I have whistleblower data from all over the world. I have my the incredible whistleblower data in geographic locations that 
push and force pregnant women to have the vaccine. And that's California. And in California, Michelle Gershman, my first partner nurse, got communication data from her administration documenting a 40 sigma surge in fetal deaths. In July of 2021, there were 22 fetal deaths reported by that administration in that hospital, in that California community. And just to give you an idea, the baseline was one to two fetal deaths every two to three months. So what kind of percentage of increase in stillbirths as a result of the shot are you seeing? Okay, I've, I've, I've analyzed that. Um, and, and based upon the California and, and also the Canadian data, I have three separate whistleblower sites up there where there's just massive increases. So what I've done is I can extrapolate and give you essentially a linear relationship between the percent of pregnant women that are vaccinated in your community and the fetal death rate. And it's pretty simple. It's, it's go, if you take the baseline of fetal death rates in the United States of America, say at 5.85 fetal deaths per thousand, for every 10% of the pregnant women that get vaccinated in that community, that will increase five standard deviations, about 2.5 fetal deaths per thousand. So just to give you an idea, I'm guessing because I'm not allowed to keep statistics and pull statistics out of my practice where I'll be fired. I don't have the authority to do it. So you and, let, let me pause you for a minute there. There is a rule or regulation that you can't even report the statistics that you see in your practice. You're seeing 8,000 high-risk patients on average a year, but you can't report those because there's some um, rule or law that says you can't? Yes, I, I can't go into my proprietary data in my practice and do that. Uh, and, and I've had friends that are fired. I want to make it clear that the American College of OBGYN, the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology, and the Society of Maternal Fetal Medicine are still pushing this lethal drug in my patients. This is the most egregious violation of ethics in the history of the world. Let, let me ask you... Let me ask you this, Dr. Thorpe, uh, sorry for interrupting on, on here, but if you're pregnant, what is the standard protocol for recommending, say, a flu vaccine? Do, you, do, are they recommend, or do they recommend or do they say no? No. A flu vaccine was uh, pushed and uh, specifically um, pushed in pregnancy and recommended in pregnancy in 1997. That's why we started our study January 1st, 1998. I thought you would not even recommend an aspirin for a pregnant woman, and they're pushing a shot? But they're pushing the shot here that is experimental and brand new and it has a new mRNA component that had never existed before. It's the most egregious violation in the history of humanity. And the, those three agencies I've been professionally associated with, they can't assault me. They've attacked me. They've threatened me. But I, I'm in the boxing ring with them, and I have them on the ropes. They can't, they can't do anything. They're neutralized. They know they're killing my patients. Mm. They know they're dead wrong. They know I'm right. And all they can do is ad hominem attacks and threatening me and my credentials. And they can't do it. Now, with regards to the um, miscarriages, um, are you seeing miscarriages from people who got the shot that are much later in the pregnancy than you would normally see a miscarriage? 
Well, let's talk about that. That's very important. Uh, uh, this is everybody uh, is confused by this, except OB or maternal fetal medicine docs. Miscarriages and fetal deaths are totally separate. They have to be analyzed totally separate. The variance uh, and the uh, prevalence is very different. A miscarriage never occurs at 20 weeks or later. Okay, a miscarriage can only occur under 20 weeks. A fetal death can only occur at 20 weeks or later. But you're seeing in, whether it's a miscarriage and or a fetal death, you're seeing an increase, as I understand it, that is of significant alarm uh, after the COVID shot rollout as compared to before the COVID shot. Absolutely. There's there's no question about it. Um, there's absolutely no question about it. And I'm more confident in the fetal death data because, of course, the miscarriage data, it changes so dramatically from, you know, four weeks to six weeks to 10 weeks. Um, but fetal death rate does not vary. It's very little um, fluctuation in those rates. Well, our very special guest here is Dr. James Thorpe. He is a board-certified OBGYN and also a specialist in maternal fetal medicine. He has practiced for 43 years. He has about 8,000 plus or so patients that he sees every year that are high risk, and he has this amazing um, article that he has co-authored uh, with Dr. Peter McCullough, Stuart Tankersley, and others. And he's got another one coming out that I want to talk about on another program, and that is the shedding. What happens to those who didn't get the shot, but uh, they are women around someone who did get the shot? What does it do into the menstrual cycle and other kinds of issues? We'll talk about that on another program. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org, and specifically lc.org forward slash vaccine. We will post this information on that website, lc.org forward slash vaccine. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation.